Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. We're so glad you joined us here for the conversation as we go verse by verse through the book of Jeremiah. Our series, The Hard Truth, is looking at this Old Testament prophet's messages of sorrow, judgment, and hope. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Good morning, friends, and welcome to today's podcast, starting a brand new chapter today in Jeremiah chapter number 18. So uh, if you have an opportunity to follow along, I'll give you a chance to get there. And if not, just listen carefully, and we're going to dive into a very familiar little passage of Scripture. I am confident that everybody listening has heard at least a portion of of this passage because it's part of some of the songs that we sing. Uh, look at Jeremiah chapter 18 and verse 1, where it says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise, go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. And so you know this illustration. We sometimes sing the song, Thou art the potter, uh, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. We sing that great to have thine own way, Lord. Uh, I think we use that sometimes as an invitation song in some of our churches. The point is that this is an illustration that Jeremiah is using, well, God is using, obviously, and describing himself and his relationship with his people. And really, what we have learned in the book of Jeremiah helps us to understand this passage in a much deeper way. I think often we look at passages of Scripture that are familiar to us, but we don't really understand the strength of that passage because we don't see it in its normal context. And the normal context here is we have discovered for 17 chapters that God loves His people, uh, that God had created and redeemed his people. God had a plan for his people, uh, but because of their choices and their rebellion, their backsliding, uh, that God's purposes for them have now changed in the sense that not God's overarching purpose, uh, that he is making us, uh, he has redeemed us for himself. And in the New Testament sense, he's forming Christ in us. That's God's overarching purpose that cannot be thwarted but the way by which God works in our lives. And it, it largely is conditioned upon the way that we respond to him and the circumstances that he brings into our life. And what, we've, what we're finding with the nation of Judah is they have not responded well. And now even Jeremiah's preaching is causing them to become more and more hardened, not to respond to the mercies of God or even to the rebuke of God. So now God uses yet another illustration, both visually and verbally, to show his people that they need to get right with him. Look at verse number one again. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, so this is obviously God's word communicated through God's man. Verse number two, arise, go down to the potter's house and there I will cause thee to hear my words. So think about for a moment what God is asking Jeremiah to do. See, so he says, Jeremiah, I want you to go, leave your place, arise. 
So was Jeremiah sitting down in his own house? Was Jeremiah reclining somewhere? And God says, now, Jeremiah, I want you to get up and I want you to go to the potter's house. Now, a potter would have been a common profession during those days. A pottery was very, very common. Obviously, everybody used pottery. And then add to that the fact that pottery in a priest's village. So Jeremiah was from Anathoth, and pottery was more than prevalent in a priest village because all of the sacrifices, the uh, the way the vessels were used in the temple or for religious service, every time it was used even one time, it had to be destroyed. Why? Because pottery is porous. And when you put wine in pottery or you put other elements in pottery, there's going to be a certain level of saturation of that liquid into the pottery. And therefore that pottery is rendered unclean for future use. Even though you can wash it, you're not going to get everything out is the idea behind that. And so pottery would be discarded if it was used in religious purposes. So obviously a potter had a a very safe job in any economy because they you always need pottery. Now, that's why a stone vessels were developed eventually because stone uh, doesn't is not porous. And so therefore a stone vessel could be used over and over again even in religious service, but here the pottery was clay and therefore had to be had to be destroyed when it was used for religious service. That, that's a, a way, just as a sidebar here, that's a way that archaeologists are able to identify religious sites in Israel is because there's a large amount of broken pottery, pottery shards. You can find pottery shards everywhere in Israel. And I love to take people to the, uh, to the, the Tel Azekah, which is by the Valley of Elah. There's large piles of pottery that's thousands of years old. And people are always amazed when I said, hey, grab a piece of pottery and keep it as a keepsake. Really? Yeah, there's just so much of it. Uh, we love to go to the place called Shiloh. Remember where the Ark of the Covenant and the tabernacle was, was placed for 369 years. And around the site there at the place of Shiloh, you'll find pottery. Why? Because the, of religious observances. And therefore, pottery was used over and over and over again. There's all kinds of broken shards of pottery there. I'm digressing, but understand that a potter's house would have been a very normal place for people to go. Every town, every village would have a potter's house. So when God said, Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house, that would be analogous to God telling a modern day pastor, hey, go down to the, the hardware store or go down to Lowe's or go down to Walmart. I mean, it would be that ubiquitous in that nation, a potter's house. So Jeremiah, get up, go to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Now, what's very interesting about that command from the Lord is God is already giving his words to Jeremiah, right? It is God who is saying, get up, go to the potter's house. But God is saying, get up, go to the potter's house, and when you get there, I'm going to give you my words. 
Well, isn't God already speaking to Jeremiah by telling him to go? So why doesn't God just give Jeremiah his word right there? Why does he have to get up and go to another location to hear the next uh, installment of the word of God? Why? And here's why. Because sometimes God has to show us something in order for us to understand what he tells us. So venue is important. Object lesson is important. And what God is doing is he's sending Jeremiah to a place where he's going to see something so that having seen it, that visual will be somewhat of a lens, a hermeneutic by which he can better understand what God is going to say. A picture is worth a thousand words. Have you ever heard it that way? So painting this picture is going to help or aid understanding. And Jesus did that all the time in his public ministry. He would use parables to paint a picture, object lessons, a mustard seed, a net, right? Wheat and tares. He would use pictures, sometimes even a little child. He was constantly using visuals so that people could understand his verbal message. And that's what's happening here. Look at verse number three. Then I went down to the potter's house and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. So Jeremiah did exactly what God told him to do. And there's a principle I think there for us as well. And that is, As we obey the word of God that we know, as we act in obedience to the clear directives that God gives us, then God is going to reveal more truth to us. So the the important thing was not that Jeremiah sat at his house and said, okay, Lord, tell me why I should go down to the potter's house and tell me what you're going to say there. You're already speaking to me. That's not the way God works. And that's not the way God works in your life either. And what we ought to do is say, Lord, what what is clear in my life that you want me to do? And I'm going to do that. Go there. Do that. And you'll receive more clarification in the process of obeying what God has already told you to do. And that's what God is doing for Jeremiah here. And when he arrives at the potter's house, according to verse number three, he simply sees the potter doing his work. He's working wrought there, his work on the wheels. So you've seen a, a, a potter's wheel. That This table that I'm sitting at right now is kind of like a potter's wheel, right? It's uh, There's a wheel and it spins round and round and a potter takes some clay and he kind of balls it up in his hands and he throws it down in the middle of that wheel and that wheel goes round and round and that potter works on that, that clay and makes it into whatever, uh, a, a vase, a bowl, a coffee mug. What a great vessel that would be. But he works on that vessel, right? And Jeremiah is watching all of this transpire. Look at verse number four. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred. Something went wrong with the project. It was marred in the hand of the vessel, or rather in the hand of the potter. What was it? Well, the Bible doesn't say. And it probably is not wise for us to try to extenuate the the metaphor. But the point is that there was something about the consistency of that clay. 
something about uh, the workability of that clay, maybe the lubrication of that clay, something about it that that caused the, the clay not to be formed properly. So what does the potter do? Does the potter just take that lump of clay and throw it in the garbage can? I can never use that clay again. Uh, does he just take that unfinished or that marred product and say, well, I'll just chuck, chalk that up to uh, shrinkage and get rid of it? No, not at all. Watch what happens. And again, Jeremiah's just standing there. He knows that God's going to speak to him, but God's not speaking yet. God's showing him something before God tells him something. Verse number four, and, and the Bible says, so he made it again another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make it. Now, the potter didn't throw the clay away. The, cutter, the potter simply formed that clay into another vessel, began again. Uh, maybe even a different purpose for that clay. This is not, there's not enough clay here to make a vase. I'm going to make a bowl or whatever. But the point was the potter made something else with the clay that had previously not been usable for the previous purpose. Look at verse number five. Then, I love that. Then the word of the, of the Lord came to me. So after God had showed Jeremiah shown, shown, showed, one of the two, <laughs> Jeremiah this, then God had a message for him. And we don't have time to give you that message today. I've taken far too long to get us set up. So we're going to quit right there. We're going to come back to verse number five next episode. And I don't want you to miss it. Some great, great principles about the potter and the clay. Hope to see you next time. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.